Welcome to Fresh Meacham, the only podcast that's not only polite, but aids the digestive process. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And this time we're covering Season 2, Episode 11, titled Chapter 24 of House of Cards. We are on our eighth podcast of the day. Is that correct? I don't know. Somewhere it, we're around on, there. We're on the ragged edge. There was a lively and spirited debate about whether we should even do this one. Yeah. I came down on the side of no. Aaron came down on the side of no, and we decided to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you get what you pay for here. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about some of the plot, shall we? Uh, so let's let's talk about Claire's interview first. Uh, because that, the episode kind of starts off a little bit with that. Yep. Um, the first lady stone uh, Stonewalder. Yeah, yeah. She no longer wants to be a part of this interview because she can't afford to associate herself with Claire and the Underwoods because of you know. Yeah, the she's got that scarlet letter tattooed on her boob. Baby killer, and we know that she would let babies wither and die in the womb. She told us that, right? Ooh, scarlet A stands for abortion. I always thought it was adultery, but we can go with that. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little of both, honestly. little column A. <laughs> little <laughs> sure. column A for adultery, little column A for abortion. Yeah. Clearly, and the protesters seem to think so, too, because I saw about yeah. 50-50 split of, uh, making fun of uh, unfaithful Underwood and mm-hmm. whatnot, and also the uh, uproar over uh, the abortions. Yeah, so she doesn't want to lose any face um, and have the president lose face. So she backs out of the interview. Uh, then Claire gets advised by Seth to back out of the interview, and instead they're going to replace her with um, the other victim who McGinnis took advantage of. I don't remember her name. She, it was said Megan. once, many, many – Megan? Megan? Yeah. Okay. I, I almost started calling her Vicky, uh, you know, because she's the victim, Vic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, in fact, uh, it was only – I think when she dropped her pills that she came in and called her Megan. Okay. If they've said her name one other time, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if they have. They did when she called in. But I'm also so, super but... fucking tired. So. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, she takes the place of Claire in the interview and I guess has a good interview because she is all drugged up. All kinds of drugged. Yeah. Like an implausible amount of drugs. Sure. She drops them on the floor. She spills them. My ninety-three-year-old uh, grandmother doesn't take that many drugs, and <laughs> she needs like seven substances to stay alive every day. Yeah, Claire pockets a few when she's helping her pick them up. Anyway, so uh, where is this going? I mean, the podcast or the episode? no, 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 no the the plot line with Claire um, and this girl. Yeah, I don't know because Claire seems like she was worried mm-hmm. because of the behavior and. Um, you know, we talked about a couple episodes that she was perhaps medicating uh, some of her post-traumatic stress about the assault from the general mm-hmm. with uh, sexual promiscuity. And, you know, that's some way she was trying to reassert ownership over her own body. Now I think she's just medicating. Well, I don't think. I know she's just medicating with medication. Yeah. And it seems like sometimes she can get evened out but like mm-hmm. we were talking when she dropped that pill bottle it's a shit show yeah she's got this clearly you know some kind of regiment and now this stuff is all jumbled together mm-hmm. um, well i think like kind of the big deal here is claire is putting her cause in this woman's hands 
and she doesn't know if she's capable of dealing with it right because of all the medication she's on um and she clearly on the surface might seem to have it together but i don't think she does you know yeah and uh, so Claire's so that up- could destroy her cause claire's just upset because it seems like the the support for this bill is eroding by the second yes and she doesn't have any leadership involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got opposition everywhere. She needs a face, but I don't know that Megan's going to cut it. Yeah, I don't know. Not with that uh, pill bottle she's got. Anyway, we'll probably see more about that later. Um, let's talk about... Uh, pick one out of a hat. How about Remy? Remy, this episode, is trying to sit on the fence a little bit, right? He's doing, yeah, he, he's doing damage control, but he's also trying to form an insurance policy. Yeah, um, it's by uh, sending out watches to everybody he knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent back the watch that Frank gave him uh, when he uh, was a staffer, mm-hmm. and there's a um, a quote on that engraved that says, um, "Man, I actually wrote it down. To improve is to change. To perfect is to change often." And I thought that that was, as soon as I saw it, it's like he's trying to signal some kind of back channel thing to Frank that, hey, I'm open to being on your side. Sure. Um, The truth is a little bit more complex. He's not, he's got the goods to bring down Jackie. Mm -hmm. And he thought he was going to use that as leverage to get her to implicate Frank. Because Tusk, you know, they're, they, as we discussed last week, or not last week, last episode, Tusk and Frank are both going to get bruised in here. But one of them's going to get yeah. bloody. Mm-hmm. Um, when he confronted Jackie about it, she just said, basically, fuck y'all. I don't care. I'm not going to be manipulated by any anybody. So do what you want. Yeah. Which, that's a pretty principled stand. Sure. I can respect that. Definitely. Um, but so... Remy then had the choice to either betray the woman that he loves or not. He decided to go the not route, and he mm-hmm. lied to Tusk about it. So then he's trying to cover his bases with Frank, and his uh, he suggested that basically I will straddle the fence. I won't fight for you, and I won't fight against you. Yeah. May the best man win. In return for that, I want a soft place to land if it goes badly for my side. Sure. Um, and I don't know if he's necessarily talking about within the administration or if he's talking about, you know, Frank just using his contacts to arrange a position for him somewhere. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a prediction, which is Doug is not surviving the season. Yeah, Doug looks like he could be not long for this world. I don't – and I don't know if he's dead or if he's just in prison. Uh-huh. But – and the thing is, is I think that Frank is pretty – uh, transparently manipulating him too, because when he comes out of that uh, first meeting with the special prosecutor and things didn't go well about the uh, question of the um, uh, about you know where what, what's going on at the bridge and why is Stanford yeah. at the casino, mm-hmm. and he's storming out and he's giving that um, you know fresh meat quote right to the camera. He's like, you know, when when you're when you're fresh meat, you need to kill something and and give him fresher. Yeah. Well, that feels like he's talking about Doug, right? Well, not only that, but who else would fit that bill in this episode? Sure. Yeah, the mean, freshest meat of all is the one that they just saw in photographs uh, with a connection to this whole thing. And he didn't think that – he didn't think Doug was drinking. 
Yeah, I don't think really? he's serious. When he sat down in the office, I, think, I, I don't I know that about was him that. Manipulating. Doug. Well, if you look at what Doug says about Rachel and his uh, his desire for Rachel, he said it felt like when he was an alcoholic, and so the effects on him are very similar to that. And I think that's what Frank is picking up on. You could be right, but I think it also works in Frank's self interest because he basically. Um, he makes Stamper feel indebted to him all over again. And we can see why Stamper is so loyal to him. Mm -hmm. We finally found out because 12 years ago when he's in the depths of alcoholic despair, instead of just firing him and casting him out, Frank said, what's going on? We need to get you help. Yeah. And when he, when he turns uh, and kind of looks straight they're they're both sitting on the couch and they're looking kind of away from each other. And Frank says, I don't give, I've never given a person a third chance. Uh-huh. I thought he was talking to the camera at first, and then he continues, and then Stamper turns to him and says, oh, I won't lay down. Uh, that was surprising to me. I thought he was breaking the fourth wall, and he wasn't. Well, but I think that that was, because usually when Frank is manipulating people, he does break the fourth wall, and I uh-huh. took that as um, the filmmakers playing it kind of close to the vest about whether Frank or maybe it's a split in the middle that Frank is concerned about Stamper, but he also wants to remind him of all the obligations. Because after the, after that meeting, Stamper's like, hey, I'll take the fall for this. I'll cooperate with the Justice Department. Uh, I, I will protect you. I mean, he was completely reinvigorated to be uh, Frank's fall guy. Yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, so let's talk about the, the travel records real quick. Right. Because that leads us to a point that we completely missed in previous episodes yep. um we didn't we, we just we didn't miss it we knew someone was there we just didn't know what yet. didn't know what yeah there's but no I way feel we like could there's have a, known i don't think that's true i really? really don't think so so uh frank wants to release his travel records and the president's travel records to prove that they were never you know making trips to china or anything like that and they have no connections to these people right um d- during their conversation frank uh, the, the president is concerned that these trips that he's been making to his counselor, to his marriage counselor with his wife, are going to show up. And they're going to be, you know, picked out and the news is going to get a hold of it and it's going to become a scandal. Why is that a fucking weakness? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, we, the presidency <laughs> puts stress on relationships. Many Certainly. presidents have had problems staying faithful to their wife. I'll, why can he just be like, you know what? We found their distance growing between us. We needed to find new ways to communicate and talk to each yep. other. We didn't have those tools within a relationship, so we're getting help. I'm with you. It's that it's seems crazy. like an easy story to get ahead of. Sure, but for whatever reason, he doesn't think so. Um, so we, so he suggests, like uh, Frank says, well, this is all under the guise of you visiting a sick friend, right? Because I guess that was their well. Their we play we wonder here. when he came in there. There's a sick dude in the corner, and they're uh-huh. like, "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, and like hugged him, and then walk right past him to go to the reverend. So he's yeah. I guess that's a that must be one of their rich friends who's also dying of cancer, has some kind of sickness that they are making weekly visits, and uh-huh. the reverend meets him there. Yeah, outside of his office to give him counseling there. There, sure, I'm gonna definitely say there a couple more times. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, what else do we need to talk about with that that plot line? Uh, the president is, seems really lost this episode. He does. He's starting to pop pills. Yeah, what are those pills, something. you think? I don't Anti-anxiety know. Anti-anxiety stuff? But it, it was the size of, like, a 
gumdrop or something. It was it's pretty big. It was like a yeah. big round old school bolus of medication. But mm-hmm. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe do you think it was like candy? <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no reason to show the president eating candy in the hallway, <laughs> sitting on the floor. That's everybody not likes. Everybody wants candy. But I got to say that shot where he's walking down the hallway toward the painting at the end of the hall is just a beautiful yeah. shot. I mean, everything is like this golden hue, except for the items in the room are all cast in shadow, including him, who is just this black figure walking toward the wall. It's just really, yeah. really well done. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know what those pills are. I think they're just anti-anxiety, because we see that as a theme throughout the episode with Frank as well, uh, with his ring. I, I don't know why they specifically went with the ring, but they were definitely showing that it, his nerves are getting to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very concerned about the situation until, bum bum bum, threesome time, which you called a couple of episodes ago, at least one, if not two. I felt like I got the genius though. <laughs> when she started getting drunk and he started getting drunk, and then when uh-huh. uh, Frank walked in the room, I'm like, oh my god, this is what it must be like to like bet on the winning Super Bowl team <laughs> in September. Okay, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So that totally cleared up his his nerves. He was. Happy yeah, as a clam the next day. What's that going to do to that relationship? I don't know that balls. it does anything to that relationship. I think it was just like you said. He's the guy who's available, and they need an outlet. So <laughs> it's fresh Meacham time. It was just seemed a big risk, especially it'd be one thing. It seems, and I'm not making any moral judgment here, but it seems riskier to open mouth kiss the guy and 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 uh, spring the. Uh, Spring the by part of the sexual experience on them. Like, oh, right up front? Yeah, like, I mean, boom, I, I, I thought is. they were going to, like, go to town on Claire. But Meacham was like, <laughs> open open the play ball on both on both teams. Yeah, well, he's got to know what he's in for, right? Uh, well, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to really trick him into it. Well, no. Be like, but, okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm he, not <laughs> suggesting that it's, like, uh, suddenly a penis. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, maybe not bring... Maybe not try that on the first encounter. Okay, yeah. Deal sure. him out about how, like, you know, just do a standard uh, two guys and a girl situation. Mm-hmm. And then check the in standard. the morning. Like, Frank just went yeah. for the gold fucking medal, which sure. that's kind of his character. Uh, also, Lisa and Rachel going for the gold fucking medal. Uh, and Stamper looking on creepily. Uh, I'm, Oof. I'm really, really glad he put those keys away when he was at that oh front door. Oh my God. Yeah. Like that's the only yeah, thing that could have made that worse. Sex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if she had seen him outside the window, that would have been uh, pretty bad too. Oh yeah. Um, the other thing about Stamper's plot line is he's trying to quit Rachel. One thing he does is he clears out his phone and breaks it in half. Mm-hmm. That also showed up on Gavin's radar and that's the only in- involvement we have with Gavin. Yeah. Still a lot of speculation about how much the FBI knows about it, uh, you know, what he's trying to do here. I still like your theory the best, that he's trying to give the FBI the big fish so he can get the hell out uh, and end his uh, indentured servitude. Yeah, uh, I I feel like that's a good one. Uh, We only have two episodes left, so they got to wrap that up fast or that's going to bleed into next season maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't really want that to bleed into next season. Maybe it's just something that never goes away for Frank, though. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, that's one thing early predictions I made is that this uh, uh, Lucas thing would blow up towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it feels like if if Gavin at the end of the season emails uh, the hammer Rachel's location, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. going to be if you know if Frank survives all this shit. That's going to be what brings them down, and I, hmm. I don't, I hope they don't take this beyond season three. I hope yeah. season three somehow is Frank rising to presidency, and eventually he gets brought down by the Zoe and Pete Russo murders. Yeah, that I mean, those like are nice, certainly the biggest things he's done. That seems like a nice three act play. Sure, well, a terrible three act play, <laughs> a horrible but very well done three act play. It's a tragic tale, but it's a tragic tale. Yeah, it feels it's very, uh, very Macbethian. All right. Anything else? Um, I got to say that the love scene between Meacham and Claire and Frank felt very vampiric. Hmm. Okay. Like, it's the kind of sex scene that Keanu Reeves had with the three vampires in the Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, even even down to the bloody bandage and, and, and all that stuff. Sure. I, I, I can't believe that he didn't bleed out with all the alcohol he was drinking. And that just thinned out his blood and just oozed right out of him. Uh, man, I bet we're skipping so much stuff. We probably are. That's what the full cast is for, right? Um, <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah, I think we, it seems like we covered everything. Okay. So that's it for our instant take, but starting next week, we'll be doing a longer, more in-depth weekly cast for House of Cards. Be sure to send us your thoughts and feedback to houseofcards.ballmove.com, and we just might read it on air. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. You can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.baldmove.com and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, it costs you nothing. Be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. Also, check out our website for all our other television coverage for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our general pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and The Because Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at Bald Move and on Facebook.com slash Bald Move. See you next episode. Thank you.